This morning's reading is from Matthew chapter 5 and it's verses 13 to 16 and it's entitled Salt and Light. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Thank you, Andrew, and thank you to everyone who has contributed so far into our worship this morning. So we have the theme of hope in our community, and it's time to pour on the salt and turn on the light, because you can make a difference in the community in which we are living, as salt and as light. Everyone here this morning can make a difference. Whoever you are and whatever your circumstances, this morning you can make a difference. Jesus uses very, two very ordinary domestic metaphors at this point in his teaching. It's a short passage that Andrew read to us. It comes from what is often called the Sermon on the Mount, which is the block of teaching in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. And here in this paragraph, Jesus takes these two very domestic metaphors of salt and light. During his own childhood, he would have noticed his mother use salt in the kitchen and light the lamps when the sun went down. Both very basic, important commodities. And Jesus uses them here as images to illustrate the difference which Christians are expected to make in the communities around us. And I find this hugely challenging. We are called to be salt and light in our community today. Actually, these things have been rather important even in this last week, haven't they? Uh, salt, we've made a lot of use of salt to assist in clearing snow and ice. We've all benefited from the fact that salt has been around. We don't often think of what it's like to be without light. Some of you know our daughter Ruth, who lives in a fairly rural part in Wales. The power went down for a day or so, so earlier this week. And so her house was cold and dark in the evening. Next morning she got up for work without a hot drink, without a shower, without any of the conveniences that we take for granted because there was no electricity, no light. Salt and light are pretty basic things. But here in the words of Jesus, they form a powerful challenge for our Christian involvement in the community. So how are you going to pour out the salt and turn on the light? What is this saying for you? What's it saying for me this morning? I think there are four aspects to this challenge today. And I'm conscious that for some of you, these are very familiar words. But there's an awful lot in them. Let's see if we can get underneath them in these next few minutes. Four important aspects to the challenge. First, that Jesus expects us to be different. You are the salt of the earth. Who are the you? 
Well, he spoke to his disciples, those who were hearing these words for the first time. But implicit in that were those who would be followers of Jesus in later generations, in our generation as much as then. We are included in the word you. You are the salt. What can we say about salt? It does a number of things, doesn't it? It makes a difference. We can use it to add flavor. We can use it to preserve decay. We can use it to bring healing. It has a powerful effect. So you are salt of the earth. The earth. A way of talking about the world and everything in it. All places, all people, the whole of life. So actually this phrase is saying, you and I as the Christian community are called to make a difference in the world around us. And then Jesus goes on, you are the light of the world. Same idea. Who's the you this time? It includes all of us. What is the light? Light, of course, is what makes a difference. It shows up what's around us. It brings guidance, it brings direction to the way ahead. And the world, like the earth, the influence is huge. You are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. These phrases are telling us that the Christian community is one of the biggest change agents in the whole world. We are called to make a huge difference. These metaphors also suggest that the world is in a bit of a mess. The suggestion is that without salt, it will decay and get worse. And without light, it will continue in darkness. Now, not everyone shares that worldview about the communities around us. We are in a place where many are successful, satisfied, often showing significant care and kindness to others. But at times, we'll ask deeper questions about the meaning of life. Equally, we live in a community where there is elements of greed, selfishness, a lack of trust, and where there are pockets of extreme poverty and hopelessness. There are those who feel alienated, those who feel powerless, those who feel trapped in a particular set of circumstances. And it seems as if there's no way through and no way out. And we as the Christian community are called to be salt and light to all of those who are around us. To those who think they have it all and those who think that there is no hope whatsoever. We're called to be different. We're called to be a people of hope. And we're called to be different in living that hope out. Now, exactly how that works in practice will become clearer when we take the metaphors in turn. But holding them together, first of all, this is the starting point. To realize that the expectation that the Christian church across the world is a huge change agent, a force to be recognized, an influence for good in each and every community, we are called to make a huge difference. That is the challenge of these words. 
that is what Jesus was saying to the disciples. You will make a huge difference because you are salt and because you are light. These are not words to take easily. These are words to take strongly and seriously. Going a little bit deeper, Jesus expects us to live with quality influence. Look a bit closer at this challenge of salt. You see, we could focus on the flavor of salt, of how Christians are called to bring flavor or purpose, meaning to life. We could look on the preservative nature of salt and how Christians are called to bring truth, to preserve what is right in society, where it may seem as if anything goes, that there are no absolutes anymore. But when you look closely at what Jesus said, the focus of Jesus using this metaphor was that he was talking about the quality of the Christian's influence in their community. Because he goes on to say, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? What's that all about? Well, the Dead Sea, which is very close to the region where Jesus would have been speaking these words, is often called the Salt Sea because it has such a concentration of minerals in the water, and that makes it extremely salty. Some of you may have had the opportunity of swimming in the Dead Sea. It's a unique experience, and, and of course you need to shower afterwards because the salt otherwise will burn onto your skin very quickly. In the time of Jesus, there were no refineries to sift out other chemicals and produce what we might call pure salt. It was always a mix. And in that mix, if the salt itself was washed out as it, became, as it was used, then the remaining powder had none of the properties of salt. It may have looked like salt. It may have, at an earlier stage, been salty. But it has become useless. And this is what Jesus meant. It was a concern that his followers might lose their saltiness and just become the same as everyone else. Isn't that a real danger today? That too many people who claim to be followers of Jesus Christ are just the same as everyone else. There is nothing distinctive. There is nothing specific about their lifestyle that brings a blessing to others in the community. Salt which has lost its taste is of no value. Jesus expects us to live with a quality influence whereby every day you do make a difference because of the life of Christ that is flowing through you. A quality influence in our care. The church is known for its caring activities and rightly so. It's an expression of our fundamental belief that God loves us all and we need to love one another. But there can be a quality and a salty influence in that care, or it can be rather bland and half-hearted. And people will notice the difference. They know when you really have time to listen or when you're just going through the motions. How deeply do you care for those who are around you, especially those who are invulnerable in any way? Where's the Christian distinctiveness of being salt? of offering something special, of going the extra mile or two miles or whatever is needed. 
quality influence in our care and a quality influence in our conversations. We're in the season of Lent and Easter is coming near. Actually, if you hadn't noticed, Easter Day this year is on the 1st of April, April Fool's Day. So are we fooled into believing that Jesus rose again? Of course not. It is the heart of our faith. So it's a great year in which we can pick up on that little idea and talk to people about the significance of Easter. We trust very soon that there will be signs of spring and of new life. But the best new life is what Jesus brings when we trust in him. I have to admit that I'm very partial to hot cross buns. I've already enjoyed quite a few. And they too are a conversation starter around the cross and its significance. This season of the year is such a great opportunity to engage in quality conversation around Easter. A quality, a saltiness in our care, a quality in our conversation. But of course, don't forget that salt does have a bite to it, doesn't it? Not all of Jesus' conversations were easy to hear. And part of our Christian distinctiveness is to challenge what we know to be wrong, to speak up for the Christian values of truthfulness, honesty, and integrity. Jesus didn't say to his disciples that they were the honeypot of the earth, offering sweetness all the time, but that they were the salt of the earth, offering goodness. We need to challenge injustices. And yes, there'll be times when we need to sign petitions to speak up for justice and truth locally, nationally, and globally. Because salt has a bite to it. Jesus expects us to live with a quality influence. And then also Jesus expects us to shine with high visibility. If we move from the metaphor of salt to the metaphor of light, there is again many different ways to think about it. Light can be used to show up darkness, to guide through a pathway, to warn of danger. We can talk metaphorically of red lights, amber lights, green lights. But Jesus wasn't talking about kinds of lights. He wasn't talking about colors of lights. He was simply saying, let your light shine. He said, you're the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. And neither do people put a lamp, light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand where you can see it. In the same way, let your light shine. Be visible. Don't be hiding in a corner. And isn't it interesting that it's the good deeds of the Christian community which are highlighted here? Let people see what you are doing. And then they'll see the person who is behind it, whose name is Jesus. Good deeds themselves will not bring salvation. The gospel is quite clear about that. The Bible is quite clear about that. But our shining as lights will bring glory to God. People will be blessed. And then they'll want to find out the original source of what we're doing, and that is Jesus. So high visibility brings glory to God. Don't hide your light. Don't hide the fact that you're a Christian. Don't hide in a corner. Let your light shine. Visible. 
in public places. It's often more effective in Christian mission to be part of a bigger community event that's already taking place than to set up our own events. And when the community does come together, for whatever reason, it's good to be there and to engage with that. Here, of course, at Shirley Baptist Church, we have an amazing physical visibility with our buildings. But it's the people who need to shine. So it's what we say and do from this complex which is so very important. But Christian visibility is not linked or not limited in any way to church buildings. It is wherever you are in whatever context you are living and working. And I do recognize that there's a particular opportunity for our greater visibility in the public sphere of social media. You know, if you know me, that I'm not a natural blogger. But I see the importance of this space for shining brightly for Jesus. That's why I need others to come alongside and to help me so that together we can really grasp the opportunities and have good strategies for engaging in this public space. And if you're on Facebook, then this is one of the places where you can shine for Jesus. Your posts can bring glory to God. You can make a difference. Don't just sit back and tick the occasional like of what other people say. Get involved and speak into this powerful network of communication. The point of this message is that you and I need to be salt and light where you are every single day and make a difference because that is the expectation. It's going to mean something different for each person this morning because you all live in different places, you work in different circumstances, your daily life is different from my daily life. We are all in different situations. Some of our salt and light will be the activities that we do together, and some of it will be what you do in other spaces. We heard particularly about Kairos this morning. It was lovely to hear those stories, and let me just simply say, if you've never been to Kairos, make sure you go down the corridor and go into Kairos after the service this morning so that you can see and feel and be present in that space that is such a significant part of the church's mission in the community at this time. So please do just, just go to see and to be there, as well as any way in which you might be able to help with the ministry that is happening through Kairos. And uh, Debbie and Jeanette and others will be there and very happy to hear from you. But that's just one of a number of different things that we do. There was a reference also in what was said earlier to the Family Support Centre, which is a little bit of a separate trust, but a strong involvement from Shirley Baptist Church. And uh, using the premises that are on the uh, first floor here, uh, just above Kairos. Tina Stevens is here this morning. Tina's sitting over there, uh, just waving at you now. And uh, she's, along with Rosie Stewart, are the team leaders who help to coordinate the volunteer advisors who in turn 
provide an immensely valuable service of listening and advising through Family Support Centre. And if that is something that you would like to know more about or connect with more, do speak to Tina afterwards and she would be delighted to tell you a little bit more about Family Support Centre. Tuesdays, every week, Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, a huge opportunity of being alongside some of our elderly friends in the community as they come and engage with the activities. And there are a number of Tuesday regular volunteers who are here this morning who would be happy to tell you more about Tuesday's Crossroads, where, along with many people from other churches, we're involved in those who are homeless in uh, Birmingham. And again, I was hearing a little bit more about Crossroads this past week. And this is such a valuable part of what we're able to do together as Salt and Light. Moving from the local to the international, Mercy Mission is another area of our church's involvement. Coming back to the local scene, our work with families and children, the initiatives that Martin and Jackie have established, along with the regular activities that have already been there. So many things from week to week or occasionally from time to time. And by the way, Francis and I did have the opportunity of going to see the Riding Lights production that uh, we're having here in just over two weeks' time. It's a great show. If you want to know a little bit more about it, I can tell you, because I've seen it. Uh, Martin is very familiar with it as well, and we really want you to come and to enjoy that Monday evening. Our work with young people, such a vital area. And so much to pray about at the moment as we seek to make an appointment for a youth worker to join with us here in the team. As we also pray for the Message Trust who are in Solihull schools this week and have a major concert at Renewal on Friday evening. It's such a time of opportunity in our working with young people. Our work with adults of all ages and all backgrounds. These are some of the things that we do together. But then there are many more things that each of you are involved with. Just because of who you are, where you are, the places where you live, the people who are near you, either at home or at work or in whatever context. We are called to make a difference, to be salt and light within this community, to be agents of God's message of hope. Let me finally say, that living as salt and light follows from being with Jesus. It follows from being with Jesus, who is the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Ultimately, it's Jesus himself. He said, I am the light of the world. And he also said, I have come that you might have life, life in all its fullness. And so here is the key, that you will only live with quality influence and shine with high visibility once you first come to Christ, who is himself the light of the world. It's when you come to him, receive from him, breathe his love, live in the orbit of his life, you and I can then be that influence and difference in the world around us.
It is from the place of faith, of commitment to Christ, and of heartfelt worship that you can go and be salt and light today.